just channeling my inner Fred. We need an on-air sign. We're alive. In, in five, five, four, four three, two, one. Somehow the world will change for me and be so wonderful. If you can't tell, we're delirious. <laughs> I just, I got nothing. Alright, um, this week I started rewatching two shows. <laughs> Oh. Technically, I'm which ones? <laughs> technically, I picked up from where I left off with the Vampire Diaries because I never finished my rewatch. You never do. So I'm on season five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Whitmore season, which is my the worst season. I hate this season. It's so stupid. Um, and I also restarted One Tree Hill because. Oh yeah. Sometimes I like, I like to rewatch shows but I usually have to go I usually have to say I have something else that I'm rewatching that is less serious mm-hmm. that I can just put on and One Tree Hill fit that bill at the time so okay. usually it's something like Gilmore Girls or Friends or New Girl mm-hmm. um, but I just finished a Friends rewatch and I just finished a Gilmore Girls you tend to you out. tend to rewatch a lot more shows than you do starch new shows Yeah, it's a sign of anxiety apparently. So it makes sense. Carly's constantly rewatching the Vampire Diaries and the Grey's Anatomy. I know she's constantly rewatching. I'll be, I'll be like, "What are you watching?" She's like, "Grey's Anatomy." I'm like, "Didn't you just rewatch it like two months ago?" Yeah. Um. So I started those. Um. Got my hair done yesterday. It is now darker and shorter. I love short hair. I'm embracing my 1989 era. We love. It's not as short of a bob, but it's it's like. It's kind of like what my hair looks like when it's freshly cut, almost. Was there hair this length when Lover came out? It's a sort little shorter of. than Lover. Because I think it came, like, down here. E- Lover came to, like, I think a little bit past her collarbone. Yes. Okay, this is shoulder length. Let's put it that way. It's um, what mine looks like sometimes. That's what mine looks like when I get it freshly cut. But, um, and I went dark, so this is my, like, natural dirty blonde color. And it's like a, almost like an ashy, silvery blonde. And I love it because it's perfect for fall. Um, she did a new method with it. Like, we didn't have to put any dye in my hair. Basically, I just had to, she washed my hair in the sink and then I stayed in the sink. And she, like, soaked my hair in this, like, I don't know what it's called, but it, I, I sat there for 20 minutes with something in my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for 10 minutes, she washed it out and we did another round. And it, I, I don't know what it does, but it like, it made my hair this color. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. She was like, it's less damage to your hair, it's faster, and it's cheaper. And I was like, I'll take all of the above. Um, it was $45 cheaper than what I regularly That's pay. not bad at all. So, that was really cool. Um, but I really love it. It's got, there's some parts of the ends that didn't, like, change all the way. And so, they're, like, a light blonde. And Hallie pointed this out earlier, but I did actually think about this on the way home. Um, I'm in my 
short hair version Violet Sorengale era. <laughs> yep. Because there's like parts of the ends that are still blonde and it's like a dark, it's almost brunette. Like it's a very, very dark blonde. Yes. So me and my mom are very, have very dark. It's about as dark. Our natural hair is as dark as yours. But I feel like mine's a little bit darker because if you go and look at old pictures of me back when my hair was really long before I did anything to it, my hair looked brown. And I think it's because I've had, I had a weird journey with my hair. Like when I was born, I was born with a head full of jet black hair. Like it, I don't know where it came from. Um, then when I was really little, it was like a very bright blonde. Like it got very blonde. And then over time, it's just faded into that like dark blonde, almost going on brunette. And so it's kind of stayed like that. That was mine. I mean, like, from a kid to senior year of high school, I had, like, bright blonde hair, and that was just from playing soccer and being in the sun all the time. Yeah. And then after that, it slowly started turning into a very, very dark, dirty blonde. So that's what it's at right now. I love it. It's never been this dark before, so this is interesting. It's a change. But I really, really love it. Um, My boss, well, not necessarily my boss, I guess, but the group leader um, walked in today and... He goes, well, well, look who had a transformation over the weekend. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's a whole new me. Um, but yeah, that happened. And then the only other thing I have is that Hallie got to join the book club. Yes, so, I had my very first meeting. Yes, it was fun. So we went to book club this last week. Um, so much fun. I, Yeah. It's it's the best like honestly we end up just spending most of the time talking about other things specifically <laughs> um, taylor swift yes taylor swift and a little jonas brothers um so that's fun i've got i've been listening to the playlist all day today because i'm like amped up there's certain songs i've been seeing that them of them performing on tiktok and it's maybe like extra excited mm-hmm. um like i cannot wait for much better so they i saw one today Joe is singing his part of the song Much Better, Mm -hmm. and at one point, the lyric says, I'm not bitter, and as he says it, he says, like, 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 nonchalant, I'm not bitter, and then afterwards, he, like, rolls his eyes and, like, goes on, and everybody was like, okay, Joe, we see you, Joe, so that's fun, um, so I'm excited to hear that. I'm Um, so excited. We're ready. But yeah, we had book club. It was a blast, as usual. I can't wait for next week. I got picked to be the person to choose next month's read, so that was stressful and exciting at the same time. Um, So we're going to be reading The Grimrose Girls by Laura Pole. Where are you looking? Next to where the credit's saying it's dark. Laura Pole? Laura Pole. Yes, you're correct. Um, Last month well this past month we read the xx by aaron sterling so that was fun um but yeah that's all i have for my life update um (laughs) it's been a it's been a little chaotic on my end um it's the la i love how like all of my college professors have decided to throw every single assignment the week before fall break so it's been very chaotic um 
I took a I took my history midterm, which I don't remember what I made on it. I would assume I made a B. Um, took my philosophy midterm, also made a I think a B on that. So it's been steady. I've got my stats midterm coming up, which not not very fond of. Um, what else did I do this week? Um, oh, I went to. I went to Barnes and Noble and picked up the new Percy Jackson book, The Chalice of the Gods. Very, very excited to get to it. And also, I threw my phone across the room when Rick announced the second book in that series. And I'm very, very excited because of the title of the book. It's called The Wrath of the Triple Goddess. And I, when he said, when I saw the title, I immediately knew who it was going to be about. And it's going to be about Hecate, who is the goddess of witchcraft. And I'm very excited because she's my favorite. <laughs> she's my favorite. And... We've got the mysterious red tower happening. I know. Liz has been texting about that. And so I'm like... And it's all been all over my For You page. I don't blame her. It's smart to go and pre-order it. I know. Whatever it is. Well, that's like... There apparently was a book that was untitled on... I think it was Barnes & Noble's website. That was supposed to be coming out. I don't remember when it was coming out, but it was coming out on a significant Taylor Swift date. And it was untitled and everyone was convinced that it's a Taylor Swift biography. And I haven't heard anything about that since. So it kind of reminds me of that. Okay. Um, Maybe it was that. Who knows? Um, But yeah, I've been prepping for the Jonas Brothers concert. I'm ready to go. I got my nails done and they're red and sparkly. Um, I, I've been anticipating, um, when the day we're recording this, the final episode of Ahsoka drops, which I'm a little nervous about because the last episode ended a little too happily, so I'm ready to get my heart ripped out. But Dave Filoni has already said that he's writing season two right now, so I'm okay. And got some, I had totally spaced... And forgot that Castlevania Nocturne dropped last week. And so, I need to watch that this weekend. So. But yeah, all I've been doing is pretty much just prepping for midterms, which has not been fun. (laughs) That's pretty much all I've done. Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back to Family Fiction. With Hallie. And Carmen. So today, I'm sure you can tell by the title, um, but it is that time of the month. We're going to be doing our September wrap-ups. Yay! Um, but before we get into that, Hallie, what are you currently reading? So, I think I said it in the last episode, my current read is still the same. I'm currently working on A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. Um, Technically, it would have been done before the end of September, but obviously life got in the way and I wasn't able to finish it. Is it good? Like, are you liking it? Oh, it's very good. Like, I know you have, I know you hated The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, but I've heard a lot of people rave about A Darker Shade of Magic and her other, her vicious duology. So I started Darker Shade of Magic and it's been very good. It's very interesting. It's like, it's like parallel it's like an idea of like para there's parallel londons interesting it's re- it's really interesting so i'm really excited to dive deeper into that i've not gotten that far 
What are you currently rating? Um, well. Or do you know? I haven't started it yet, but I have it pulled aside and I, so I got this case off of Amazon and it like, it's like a pencil pouch, but it's meant for like. Book annotations? Bullet journal and stuff, but I use it. Oh yeah, you told me things. about that. So I've got my transparent sticky notes, my book page, the holder thing, um, my Sharpie pen, the highlighter I'm using, the pen I'm using for the book, and then the two different colors of sticky tabs. So I've got that pulled and ready to go. I see what it is. The Screaming Staircase um, by Jonathan Stroud. This is the first book in the Lockwood & Co. series, and I'm so excited to read it. So I can fly through them and find out what's behind the freaking door. So annoyed. <laughs> um, I'm still upset that that show got canceled. It was so good. Um, so I'm excited to read that. So I haven't started it yet. So it's just sitting over here right now. But that is my current rating. All right. Okay. How many books do you have for this? Uh, one? I have four. So I'm finally getting back in my reading. F- normally. If I'm not caught up with, like, live stuff, I can usually bust out four or five books in a month. But I managed to get, I managed to, get to four, so we're good. Okay. I have five, but two of them can be discussed together. hmm So, do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Just sure, I'll start. Okay. okay, so the first book that I read this month was Twisted Love by Anna Huang. This is the first book in the Twisted series. This is a romance. I know. Shocker. Hallie reads a romance. It was funny, though, because mom says, you're going to read a romance? I was like, well, it's not a... <laughs> I said, it's not your idea of a romance, but okay. Um, it's no Nicholas Sparks. No. Um, okay. So, getting into the summary... Alex Volkov is a devil blessed with the face of an angel and cursed with a past he can't escape. Driven by a tragedy that has haunted him for most of his life, his ruthless pursuits for success and vengeance leave little room for matters of the heart. But when he's forced to look after his best friend's sister, he starts to feel something in his chest. A crack. A melt. A fire that could end his world as he knew it. Ava Chen is a free spirit trapped by nightmares of a childhood she can't remember. But despite her broken past, she's never stopped seeing the beauty in the world including the heart beneath the icy exterior of a man she shouldn't want. Her brother's best friend, her neighbor, her savior, and her downfall. Theirs is a love that was never supposed to happen, but when it does, it unleashes secrets that could destroy them both and everything they hold dear. My best friend's brother is the one for me. <laughs> um, Shout out to Victoria Justice. <laughs> so... Trigger warnings for this book. Um, possessive anti-hero. Love it. Okay, Ex- explicit sexual content and profanity. So, okay, so my review, before we get into this, it may sound like I'm trashing this book, but I'm not. I just don't read a lot of romance. We'll just, we'll just put it that way. Um... I mean, I thought it I thought it was okay. I mean, it was a quick, easy read for me. I can definitely... This book series is all over TikTok. Like, book talk especially. And I can understand why. Because it is spicy. And... Spicy but that takes up 
a majority of the book. <laughs> That's pretty much what it's about. It's more focused on the romance than it is the plot. And here's the thing. What am I... I feel like for me personally, the romance was rushed. I like a, if I want a romance that's like this, I want a I want a slow burn. I want to be ready to chuck the book because I want them to get together. But it was pretty rushed. Um the characters were fine, especially for like a romance book. Did they blow me away? Were they interesting? No. <laughs> the only one that I remotely liked was Bridget. And I'm really excited for her book. So it's like a Bridgerton situation where it's four girl, it's four girl, it's four girl best friends. And each one of them is a different book. And I'm, They should have done that for the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah. And so Bridget's book is after this. So I'm really excited for hers because we got sneak peeks into her book and I love it. Um, it's very much like the romance and aspect of it. It's very much like a grumpy sunshine trope. Very much so. And, listen, some of the stuff that Alex says, I'm like, okay, I'm on your side. But then he does some stuff where I'm like, I severely question you. That's very similar to how I feel about my first review. Well, here's the thing. Alex, here is my definite, Alex has red flags, but is he like, is he, like, where Alex has, re- like, a couple red flags, he's not like Zayd, who is a walking red flag, so. I'm picturing Ross Butler. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm and. I'm just picturing the cast from Crazy Rich. Yeah, I'm like, people fawn over this man, and I'm like, I don't see why. <laughs> I would not date this man. Because some of the stuff he pulls, I'm like, wh- where do you have the authority to do that? Because he's, like, this, like, multi-billion dollar businessman literally crazy he's a c he's like a ceo and i'm like i'm like okay you've got the fbi in your contacts like what where do you get this authority and it was a little it got there were some points of the book where it got to the point that it was a little ridiculous i'm like you should not have this much power if you're rich you can do whatever you want i know but for me i'm like yeah you you're 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 taking things to the extreme and also, Ava was not my favorite. She kind of got on my nerves. And the whole point of her character is she's very trusting of people. And I'm like, girl, that is only going to get you but her. It's not going to get you anywhere. And I'm like, no one. it gets, I'm like, have some bound, have some reservations. Especially with Alex. Have reservations, please. Um, As far as the, there's like... There's, like, two plot twists in this book, but I saw them coming from a mile away. I was like, the first one, I was like, I knew that. The second one, I was like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Um, this book was not my favorite compared to the other books that I have on here, but I will be picking up the rest of the series and reading it because a lot of people say that the other books are better than this one, so... Yeah, I'm really, but yeah, it was, it was good. It just wasn't my favorite. And I'm just really excited for the next one because it's about Bridget and she has one of my favorite tropes. She has, it's like the, the bodyguard trope. 
So I'm really, and the guy's name is Reese. So (laughs) R-H-Y-S. So I'm like, yes. And a lot of people have pointed out, like, out of all the men in these books, he's the one that is probably, like, the most normal. Like, he's the most sane one. As he should be with that name. (laughs) He's the most normal one. A lot of people put, I've seen, like, compilations of, like, they're doing the clip, the vid audio from that Wreck-It Ralph 2 movie where it's like, do you, with the princesses, do you, do you have magic hair? Magic hands? And at the end, it, it goes, no, are you guys okay? Should I call the police? And that's usually what people put Reese with. Hello? He's just barking. Anyways, um, as far as ratings go, I gave the book overall a 3 out of 5. Plot, a 2 out of 5. Writing, a 2.5 out of 5. Characters, a 3 out of 5. And Spice, a 3 out of 5. Sir, we are recording. <laughs> My first book that I have on this <laughs> wrap-up is Hunting Adeline by H.G. Carlton. So this is the sequel to Haunting Adeline. <laughs> um, I have new trauma. So that's Nothing fun. new. Can you so, this is the sequel to Hunting Adeline. Um, Hunting Adeline, if y'all don't remember from the last time I, or when I reviewed it. Um, it's about Adeline, who is a well-known, success, successful author. Um, she just moved into her grandmother's old house in Florida. Um, while she's living there, she's discovering some secrets about her grandmother's past. Um, about her family's past. And she also develops a stalker, which is Zade. So the first book, both books, bounce back and forth between hers and his points of view. Um, and she finds herself intrigued by him when she should be scared of him. And he gets closer and lots of smut happens. Some uncomfortable smut. Um, and... Oh, it's traumatized. Um, lots of trigger warnings with this book. Um, but with the second one, um, I obviously won't give away the plot of that because it's the second one. But the second one did kind of have the same type of trigger warnings, so I'll read from that. Um, so, this book contains very dark triggering situations such as graphic rape. These scenes are detailed, so please proceed with caution. There is also graphic violence and gore, torture, sexual assault, kidnapping, psychological abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, explicit sexual situations, human trafficking, slave trade, grooming, severe PTSD, and very particular kinks. Um, (laughs) so, yeah. The second one, it was actually pretty good. I read it in a day and a half. As I did with the first one. Um, it's a very stressful book. And it's like Hallie said about Twisted Love. There were several moments where I was like. Oh, this is the man of my dreams. And then there were several moments where I was like. He needs to be arrested. Because that's not romantic sir. <laughs> that's not attractive. There's some things that couples just shouldn't do together. <laughs> Let's not. Um. So yeah had me on the fence i was back and forth if the third one comes out i'm gonna read it, it i'm not gonna be happy about it, it made you scared to be a woman 
going to be very terrified to be a woman, specifically because the human trafficking stuff. Some of that was a little bit like, okay, that's a little fictional. But other stuff was like, no, that really happens. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was uh, interesting. But for ratings, I'm looking up here. Um, I gave the book a four. I gave the writing a five. Characters a four. Plot a five. Spice a five. <laughs> it's up there. It five. really, you really should put it at a ten. <laughs> um, I read four hundred pages on one sitting. Curly bum. Um. Yeah, that's basically the gist of it. I mean, there's not much else to say. I gave it a four just because, like, I gave the other one a four, too, because they're really, really good, and they're really enticing, and, like, you're hooked, and you can't put it down, but it's also, like, I wish I hadn't read this kind of moment. Yeah. I wish I could remove this from my brain, so that's why I gave it a four. Next. Okay. To give us a little bit of a palate cleanser, uh, the next book that I read was... Um, the Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan. This is the first book in the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series. Um, this is technic. This is technically my f- mm, fourth time rereading this because I read it. I read it first. I have listened to it twice back when we were in school, and then this is rereading it. So. Um, yeah, here we go. Um, Percy Jackson is about to be kicked out of boarding school again. And that's the least of his troubles. Lately, mythological monsters and the gods of Mount Olympus seem to be walking straight out of the pages of Percy's Greek mythology textbook and into his life. And worse, he's angered a few of them. Zeus's master lightning bolt has been stolen and Percy is the prime suspect. Now, Percy and his friends have just 10 days to find and return Zeus's stolen property and bring peace to a warring Mount Olympus. But to succeed in his quest, Percy will have to do more than catch the true thief. He must come to terms with the father who abandoned him, solve the riddle of the oracle, which warns him of betrayal by a friend, and unravel a treachery more powerful than the gods themselves. So, um... Trigger warnings for this. Obviously, mean, I was a little shocked that there were, but anyways. Um, abusive relationship, parental, death, and murder. <laughs> yep. But that sums it up. Um, this was such a fun read for me. This is my second favorite read this month. Um, it's just, it's nice to, this book gave me a lot of nostalgia and just fun memories because I remember back when I was in like third and fourth grade, these books were all the rage. Everybody read them. Everybody knew who Percy Jackson was. And I remember specifically in, I was in fourth grade. I remember specifically when the last book in the Heroes of Olympus series, which is the sequel to this one. So I feel like it would be fun to kind of like revisit this series and try to reread it before the show comes out um i love i've always loved like the beginning of this book like the very first page where it's like if you think you might be one of us then put this book down (laughs) um 
that's always stuck out to me. I also kind of forgot, like, how funny Percy is. Like, some of the stuff that he says and thinks, I'm like, you're how old? You're like, what, 12? Sassy Harry vibe. Yes. Like, half the stuff that he says where I'm like, you are 12 years old. (laughs) Like, I'm like... That's why I'm really excited for um, What's-His-Face from the Adam Project who's playing him. I'm like, he's going to be fantastic. Um, I gave this book a 4 out of 5 stars. Plot, a 4 out of 5. Writing, a 3.5. I mean, it's a kid's book. like, But it's pretty good for a kid's book. Uh, characters, 5 out of 5. They're all great. I love them. And Spice does not apply <laughs> because it is a kid's book. Um, but yeah, very fun, easy read. And I still love them as a 19-year-old. Gucci. All right. So, my next two books I am putting together in my review because they are the first book and the sequel. Um, So, two of the books I read this month were Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Um, So, I reread these every year. case anybody doesn't know that already (laughs) um but this was my first year getting to listen to the audiobooks i do have to say jim dale not a huge fan um he does okay i'm really interested to hear what the other guy sounds like because everybody really likes the other guy better um but i liked it it was it was fun getting to listen to it for the first time um i think he does a good job overall i'd just be interested to hear what the other guy sounds like um but obviously you know, Harry Potter, the first book is about a boy named Harry Potter. On Harry his, freaking Potter! Yes. <laughs> on his 11th birthday, he gets told by Hagrid, who is half giant, half wizard, um, that he is a wizard. And he gets whisked off to the wonderful, magical world of the wizarding world, um, where he attends Hogwarts. And makes friends with Ron and Hermione and all the other creative characters. And does magic. There's spells and charms. There's broomstick flying and so much more magical things. There's Quidditch. Well, that was the broomstick flying. Mm -hmm. Um, so... I'm trying to think what else I can say about this. So this They're is whimsical. Like my comfort series. Um, I've read it more times than I can count. I've seen the movies more times than I can count. I have a Harry Potter tattoo. I have three full bookshelves dedicated to just Harry Potter. Um, you have I a have whole wall. Two sets of Harry Potter series. A third one will be bought shortly because I have another set of sleeves coming in. Um, I'm pretty invested in this series um so that being said um i gave the book writing characters and plot on both books a five um it's always fun to reread these i always get to like relive a bit of nostalgia um and a bit of my childhood and i always 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 catch things that i didn't catch the last time so there's a little like character moments or like things that are done or like if a character's head moves a certain way when somebody says something I'm like I never caught that before that makes sense because then this happens in book five you know like I can catch things um one thing I did notice with this reread is JK Rowling uses 
the phrase, Dumbledore said calmly, a lot. And I'm like, that's ironic when that's what he does most of the time. However, the movie decided to just, like, have him literally scream. Everything. And body punch Harry in movie four. Harry, did you put your name in the goblet of fire? So, that's interesting. Michael Gambon. But I catch new things every single time I listen to it. Obviously, Michael Gambon recently passed who played Dumbledore. So, it's kind of a little bit um, nostalgic and I just I died emotional. because dad screams from the living room, Hallie, Dumbledore passed away. And immediately in my head, I was like, Ian McKellen? Because I get those two mixed I know. I get the... Here's the thing. I get those two mixed up so bad because both of them play old wizards that wear gray. <laughs> I get them so mixed up. Well, and like, it's, my cousin texted me and she was like, do I need to check on you? Are you good with Dumbledore passing? I was like, I mean, it's sad that the actor passed, but I haven't seen him in anything else and I am not a fan of Dumbledore at all. No. So I don't have an emotional attachment to him like I do everybody else. Now, let's say, now let's say, heaven forbid, Something happened no, to Maggie Smith. Don't even say it. Don't even put. I said. I said. Heaven forbid. Um, Carmen would be mourning for thirty days. Well, we talked about it at work. We she'd we be in talked, all black. We were all talking at work, and they were talking about Michael Gammon passing, and I was like, "Well, just so you know, the day that Maggie Smith passes away, I'm calling in sick because <laughs> I can't do that. I can't live in a world without Maggie Smith. That is my." I love her. And mom, mom was telling me like, well, who else is gone? I said, um, everyone, everybody. I said, I said, Professor McGonagall is the last one. I said, I said, there's so many, like, there's yeah. a lot of people that are still around, but she's the last of the core professors. Yeah, because Al- everyone's been posting that picture of her Dumbledore and Snape, and it's just McGonagall left, and I'm like, well, I'm depressed. How about you? Mm-hmm. Because that's true as characters and as actors. Yes. Uh, that is sad. So, anyways, needless to say, I'm not incredibly emotionally attached because I don't like Dumbledore. It's just still sad. But it is my first reread since Robbie Coltrane passed away, who played Hagrid. So, considering the second book involves Hagrid a lot, my cousin Katie had come over and watched the first two movies right, like, right after he had passed. Um, it was like a week or two. It's from weird. That. And watching Chamber of Secrets... At the end, when they're all clapping for him and he's crying, I was sobbing because that's... I'm going to be crying when we ride Hagrid's motorbike. <laughs> well, because that's the scene where Harry's like, um, you're always home here. Something He says something like super, super sentimental and I'm just like... <sighs> oh, and then the first movie is when Dumbledore says the line, there, there, Hagrid, it's not really goodbye after all. And I'm like, (laughs) crying. So that's fun. Um, But yeah, I enjoy reading them. They're a good time. Yeah. I would say the first book is like, the first book and the first movie are just timeless classics. Everybody loves them. Mm -hmm. I liked Chamber of Secrets. I thought, I mean, all the Harry Potter books are good. I like Chamber Se- reading Chamber of Secrets. 
I didn't like watching it because for some reason it was very long. Spiders. It's not one. It's like the shortest. I know. It just feels long. Um, my favorite movie is Where the Phoenix. My favorite book is Half Blood Prince. Uh, my favorite. You can't claim my favorite book. You have read all of them. So far, my favorite book is Prisoner of Azkaban. And I've read up to book. I've read up to book five. Well, I've not read no, book five you've yet. Not read book five, so you've only read half. I know. Listen, sort of. Listen, I fell off the train. Um, but I would say my favorite movie is still Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't know why. It's just always been my favorite. It's pretty good, but it's I the guess least it's, like the book. I know, <laughs> which is funny. But yeah, I love Harry Potter. Yep. Um, my next one, which was our book club book that we read, which was The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling. Um, so, (laughs) I love this line. Never mix vodka and witchcraft. Nine years ago, Vivian Jones nursed her broken heart like any young witch would. Vodka, weepy music, bubble baths, and a curse on the horrible boyfriend. Sure, Vivi knows she shouldn't use her magic this way, but with only an orchard hayride scented candle on hand, she isn't worried it will cause him anything more than a bad hair day or two. That is until Reese Penhallow, descendant of the town's ancestors, breaker of hearts, and annoyingly just as gorgeous as he always was, returns to returns to Graves Glen, Georgia, what should be a quick trip to recharge the town's ley lines and make an appearance at the annual fall fair turns disastrously wrong. With one calamity after another striking Reese, Vivi realizes her silly little ex-hex may not have been so harmless after all. Suddenly, Graves Glen is under attack from murderous wind-up toys, a pissed-off ghost, and a talking cat with some interesting things to say. Vivi and Reese have to ignore their off-the-charts chemistry to work together to save the town and find a way to break the breakup curse before it's too late. Um, trigger warnings for this book. My notes went away. Um, alcohol abuse, child neglect, profanity, sexually explicit scenes. Um, I, I liked this book. I liked it a lot. Um, it was a very quick read for me. It definitely got me into the fall mood. Everybody else said, like, it remind. I think you said it first. It reminded you of Halloween Town. Yeah. And it de- I definitely get that vibe. Um, all of the characters were lovable. And I don't know what it is with people nowadays putting Reese as the main male character and as also the love interest. I guess it's just the name since it's gotten very popular recently. And I would just say the sexual tension was fantastic. I was like, please just kiss. Y'all are making me crazy. Um, the pacing was pretty good. I wasn't bored while I was reading it. It was very intriguing. I w- it was a very great story for the fall and to get you into the fall mood. Like, Anytime it would describe, like, what Vivi was wearing, I was like, this is so fall, and I love it. Um, as far as ratings go, um, I gave the book a four and a half out of five. 
the plot i gave a got real specific with the plot a 4.9 out of 5 um writing a 4 out of 5 characters a 4 and <laughs> and i gave the spice a 2.5 out of 5 there really wasn't that much compared to the first book on my on my list so it was very good all right um so the next one on my list is red right hello red <laughs> white and royal blue by casey mcquiston um so when his mother became president of the united states alex claremont diaz was promptly cast as the american equivalent of a young royal handsome charismatic genius his image is pure millennial marketing gold for the white house there's only one problem alex has a has a beef with an actual prince henry across the pond and when the tabloids get a hold of a photo involving an alex slash henry altercation the u.s slash british nate i'm having a stroke um, U.S. British relations take a turn for the worse. Heads of family and state and other handlers devise a plan for damage control. Stage a truce between the two rivals. What at first begins as a fake Instagrammable friendship grows deeper and more dangerous than either Alex or Henry could have imagined. Soon Alex finds himself hurtling into a secret romance with a surprisingly unstuffy Henry that could derail the presidential campaign and upend two nations. It raises the question, can love save the world after all? Where do we find the courage and the power to be the people we are meant to be? And how can we learn to let our true colors shine through? I appreciate that it says it raises the question and then there are three questions. <laughs> the questions. Anyways. Um, so... Trigger warnings. Let's start there. Uh, trigger warnings for sex under the in- under the influence of alcohol. Not a predatory context. Uh, forced outing. Attempted rape. Talked about. Not insane. Drug abuse. Not insane. Parent death. Rare instances of homophobia, racism, and xenophobia. So, this book. is a very unpopular opinion it, but i gave the book a three i would say it's more of a hot take <laughs> i gave the book a three um i don't know i didn't love it as much as i thought i would i guess it's one of those like it just had too much hype and it didn't live up to the hype in my opinion um honestly part of the issue with it is that his mom is the president of the United States and they make several references to like the Obamas and stuff. So it's like too in real world. It's too realistic. And I didn't like, I couldn't escape with that. Um, and then with Henry, they made it like he's literally like the prince like, and his mom is the queen. It was just too much for me. Um, that was the part that kept taking me out of it, honestly. Other than that, I loved it. I thought the romance between them was really cute. It was really well developed. Um, there's a lot of smut. Not descriptive, but a lot of smut. Mm -hmm. Um, I maybe would give the smut like a 
two or three. Yeah. Um, wasn't very descriptive, not very graphic. It was just like every time they were together, you're just like, okay, can y'all do something else? Please and thank you. Like fair and recent. <laughs> like have a, see, but that's my thing too. That's another reason I gave it a three because I love the sweet little moments, and so when it's just nothing but smut, I. It pulls you out of the book. I need a couple moments. Like, just give me a couple moments here or there that are just precious little moments. It's almost like the smut gets distracting. It does. Um, it's hard for me to build the relationship, too, when that's all there is. Um, as it goes along, honestly, I just didn't stay intrigued. I really didn't. I just didn't stay hooked enough. Um, I do want to watch the show, so or the movie. I'm very interested to watch it. I'm very excited mm-hmm. about it. Um, but yeah, I think it was cute. I like the idea of it. I just, it's too realistic for me. Um, I gave the writing a four, characters a five, plot a four, and spice a three. Um, yeah. I think the characters were great. I loved them. I just, it, I don't know. Too real world. I don't, I couldn't escape with it. Yeah. So, that's all I got. All right. So, my last book, and probably my top favorite book that I read in September, was A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. Um, This is the first book in a series. Well, it's a trilogy. Um, Man, oh man. So, this is the story of an investigation turned obsession. Pretty and popular high school senior Andy Bell was murdered by her boyfriend, Sal Singh, who then killed himself. It was all anyone could talk about. And five years later, Pip sees how the tragedy still haunts her town. Now a senior herself, Pip decides to re-examine the closed case for her final project. At first, just to cast doubt on the original investigation. But soon she discovers a trail of dark secrets that might actually prove Sal innocent, and the line between past and present begins to blur. Someone in Fairview doesn't want Pip digging around for answers, and now her own life might be in danger. Wow. So, trigger warnings for this book, and there was a lot more than I thought there was. Um, but... Yes. So many toys pulled out right now. <laughs> like, they were all put away. They're all on my floor right now. Um, so, are you done? Okay. So. Nope. Okay. So, trigger warnings. We have racism, sexual assault, statutory rape. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, rape recounted student-teacher relationship. Suicide, disordered eating mentioned, alcohol consumption, recreational drug use, non-consensual drugging, death of a parent recounted, murder, car accident recounted, kidnapping, blackmail, animal death, which was the worst one, and bullying. Well, you just told me that I'm not going to be reading it. <laughs> no. So... I sobbed like a baby when when it happened because I was so right, yep, I was it. so pissed off. So I will. Mm, anyways, um, holy crap! This book was a wild ride. Um, literally the day that I started it, I read it in two days. 
So the day that I started it, I was already halfway through. I was like, I'm just going to read a couple chapters, see what it's like. I was halfway through by the time I finished. I was like, like, it was like I blacked out and I was just reading. Um, it kept me hooked. What I love about a mystery is if, is it needs to get me hooked from like the very first chapter. And this had me hooked from the very first page. Like, I just, I couldn't put it down the pacing was very, very good. It was, it was suspenseful, like, right up until the end. And when you, when it's fully realized who, who was doing it, um, it kept me guessing until the very end. Like, and I was like, and what was really good about this book is, like, I thought I was right on, like, something, and it turns out that I was wrong very, very off and very, very wrong. So, I like it when the true, whenever who's truly behind it is not who you expect it to be. And so, that was good. It was definitely a twist, for sure. Um, I will definitely be reading the rest of the series. Sir. He has, I can't help it. Um, was an, it was my, this was my favorite read this month. Um, so, as far, I feel like Pip, personally, she kind of gave me Styles vibes with the way she acted and the, with the way her personality is, and I like how it was done. So, it's like it said in the book, she's doing, she's reviewing the case for her, like, her final project, it's like her capstone project, and you're seeing her do, a majority of the book is written through her capstone project. Where, like, she has these log entries that have, like, interviews in them. She even drew a map at one point. And then there's just, like, a couple of chapters where she's... Where her actions are shown. And so, it was very... It was really well written out. Um, yeah, it was very, very good. Um, I gave it five stars. Plot a five. Writing a four and a half out of five. Characters five out of five. And Spice, none. There was literally none, so... That, that was also very nice, but I honestly would have given it a four, but I decided because of the animal death, because it was a dog <laughs> and I was so mad. So, but yeah, it was very, very good. Very, very good. I will be picking up the rest of the series. If it's in, when we go to Parnassus, if it's in there, I'm buying it. <laughs> You just have to be as loud as possible. You're like my sister. You're not discreet when you're going to the bathroom at midnight. Alright. Um, the last book on my list was To Sir Philip with Love by Julia Quinn. This is the fifth book in the Bridgerton series. Um, so this one. This one's Eloise's story. Um, I love Eloise. Sir Philip knew that Eloise Bridgerton was a spinster, and so he'd proposed, figuring that she'd be homely and unassuming and more than a little desperate for an offer of marriage. Except she wasn't. The beautiful woman on his doorstep was anything but quiet, and when she stopped talking long enough to close her mouth, all he wanted to do was kiss her and more. Did he think she was mad? Eloise Bridgerton couldn't marry a man she had never met. But then she started thinking and wondering, and before she knew it, she was in a hired carriage in the middle of the night on her way to meet the man she hoped might be her perfect match. Except 
He wasn't. Her perfect husband wouldn't be so moody and ill-mannered, and while Philip was certainly handsome, he was a large brute of a man, rough and rugged, and totally unlike the London gentleman vying for her hand. But when he smiled, and when he kissed her, the rest of the world simply fell away, and she couldn't help but wonder, could this imperfect man be perfect for her? I love Eloise. She's she's probably one of my favorites. She's very different in the books versus the show really yeah um i think anyways so i give the book a three i give the writing a five give the characters a four plot a three and spice a three um so i think this has actually been my least favorite of the series so far okay um i really liked it but let, let, let me give trigger warnings first so trigger warnings for child abuse depression and postpartum depression Suicide, death of a spouse, and death of a sibling recounted. So, okay. <laughs> this book, I don't know. I just, I couldn't get behind Philip. I was just like, I feel like there's a lot of red flags here. I don't, I don't love it. So, I just, this plot also wasn't nearly as enticing as the others have been. Um, because honestly, they're kind of forced into a marriage because she was staying with him without a, um, chaperone. And so then, like, all her brothers show up and they're like, well, you gotta marry her. (laughs) And so, but it's not really a forced marriage. I don't know. It's very, very difficult to explain. (laughs) Um, honestly, it lost me at several points. I just, I zoned out of this book a lot. Did you listen to it? Yeah. Okay. I zoned out a lot. Um, I really expected to love it because everyone was talking about Philip and Eloise and how they can't wait for their season. Um, but, yeah. Like I said, I'm just not a Philip fan. Um, I think Eloise definitely deserved better. And he just had a lot of anger issues that I was like, I don't I wonder vibe. if they'll, I wonder if they'll change it in the show because they've been notorious for changing things. I know. And some of the changes they've made have been for the better. So I'm kind of interested to see what they do with it. But yeah, I gave it a three. Molly's favorite. I think it probably would have been a little bit. I think it probably would have been a little bit if they would have. They may change some stuff with the marriage. Who knows? Well, honestly, I think a lot of it comes from my view of Eloise is the show. And so. Yeah, I love her in the show. I just picture her like not dealing with half the crap that she dealt with in this book yeah literally from the very first moment she came on screen with and she goes she does she pulls the sister thing where like go get your sister and she screams i'm like do you think do you think she heard me i'm like every sister ever because me and carly do that to each other go tell carly that we're leaving carly (laughs) i love the relationship between her and benedict oh i know I just love Benedict. I just love Benedict. He's my favorite of the siblings. I love him. He's in this book. And so Sophie, like him and Sophie together as a husband and wife and like with kids are in it. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm going to cry. I love them. Um, yeah, that's all I had. Okay. All right. Well, no game. Um, because it's a wrap up. But, um, I believe next week we're going to be doing a book bracket oh we are still working out the mechanics of that but that is the plan so if you're interested in 
figuring out what we figure out about that, then tune in next week. Um, but as usual, if you guys have any comments, or thoughts, or questions, just leave them down below. Um, be sure to follow us on our socials, um, our individual socials as well as our podcast social is linked below. Um, but yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode on our September wrap-ups. Um, it was an interesting month. We're actually both, like, have plenty of books to review, which I was know. Fun. That, usually, it, for me, it's been, like, two, three. <laughs> and I've had a slump this year, too, so this is yeah. the first time being fully back, so that's yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, and we will see you guys next week. Uh, be sure to rate us and follow, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.